Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. What up, fam? Bringing the energy today. Thanks for checking us out. We are so glad that you're here. I'm Kylie, and with me is Trish. And today, we are exploring the amazing phenomenon that we found occurs in our families. Maybe I'm speaking for myself. Um, So this is a very serious epidemic that we need to talk about. These symptoms are so mild that most people don't even know that they or someone they love has this terrible. Stop scaring them. No tea. They need to hear about this. I'm telling you, it is very important that we get awareness surrounding (laughs) these issues. Okay. My Listen, people, there is an <laughs> epidemic of selective blindness going on. What? Wait a minute. What are you talking about? I'm selective blindness. That's... Selective blindness is <clears throat> it's like when I'm the only person who just so happens to see the pyramid of trash that is forming on top of our trash can, you know, or, uh, you know, my children have this. God bless them. You know, they cannot see things that are literally right in front of their face. Kylie? The episode is about listening. Okay, well, listening. Listen. You obviously didn't listen when we wrote the episode. (laughs) This goes hand in hand because oftentimes people who have selective blindness also have selective hearing. All right. All right, guys. We're going to have Kylie simmer down a little bit and catch you up on what we're actually diving into today. Um, I had this episode idea because I was having a conversation with a listing agent a couple weeks ago. Um, I had a first-time homebuyer, and she was looking for a house in Monroe. I had not been to the house because I was in Grand Rapids, and she texted me and was like, I'd like to see this house right now today. And I was like, I'm 16 hours away from you really far um so I tapped one of our wonderful colleagues Kristen and I was like hey can you go show her this house so Kristen walked her through she's like I love it it's a 10 out of 10 I want it I'm like great I'm driving home tomorrow we will write up the or I'm driving home today we'll write up the offer um get in my car drive back boop 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 oh yeah by the way highest and best was due in uh like 30 minutes from when I walked in my door okay No pressure. So, yeah, no pressure. No in, pressure. In 30 minutes, you need to get your pre-approval revised, get your entire offer written up, and you know maybe make a sweet letter about how awesome my buyer is so you'll accept my offer. Because there are multiple offers, of course, yeah. right? It's what we specialize in. It FYI, is. shameless plug, Elite Realty. It <laughs> is. It is. So um, I get the offer all together. I send it over. I always like CC my loan officer, yeah. and I put a little blurb in there like, it's going to be great. You want to work with us. We're awesome. Please pick us, please. 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 Um, so I send it over, and I'm like, sweet. So maybe it wasn't that long. Like, probably 20 minutes-ish, 15, 20 minutes goes by. And the listing agent calls me, and he's like, hey, can your client do any better? And I'm like, what do you mean? Can my client do any better? Like, 
And mind you, I had to get the pre-approval revised because this was actually a little bit above what she was qualified for. However, I noticed the taxes were really small. So I know we're talking about listening, but paying attention to details in general is so important because like we were, um, the house was priced at her pre-approval amount. That's why we were showing it to her. But since there was multiple offers, I wanted to go a little above her pre-approval amount. Right, so right. Um, loan officer, I noticed the taxes were only like $1,800 for the whole year. And nice. I'm like, I'm like, I don't even think I've ever seen taxes this year, this low for an entire year. So I was like, can we do it? Yes, we can. Yada, yada. Send it over. He's like, you know, can you do any better? And I'm like, well, what exactly are you talking about? I'm like, you know, what are you looking for? And he's like, well, we have multiple other offers that are way higher. Okay. Red flag number one in my brain. You have multiple offers that are way higher. So why are you talking to me? Right. Why are you calling me if you have these offers that are way... I mean, I know I'm awesome and my picture looks really nice, but, <laughs> you know, we're not hanging out here. Right. Like, why Why are you calling me? Right. So, so that, that was my first one, right? And he's like, well, you know... Um, uh, we're looking for the, there's another offer that's like uh, waiving the inspection and um, you know we already had a deal on the house and I'm like okay I said well if you had another deal on the house so this is already interesting to me right if you had another deal on the house go ahead and send me the inspection report and I can always put that in front of my client because my client is a first-time home buyer single woman mm. I'm not gonna suggest she waives her home inspection um so but if you have a report that I can show her then maybe we can have this conversation and he's like oh well um yeah I'll have to try to get that like I have the appraisal what yeah you went from an inspection to an appraisal right so bing 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 now i have three things that i that he has like you know just word vomited out that he shouldn't have <laughs> that is giving me like all of these like red flags like and this conversation is going quickly like i'm unpacking this a little bit slowly but mind you this is like 30 seconds of conversation can she do better uh you know i have other offers that are way higher i i waive the inspection i have the appraisal and I'm like, okay, I, I'm like, uh, you have the appraisal. I'm like, what? Um, so you had another offer on the table. He's like, yeah, but it was FHA and, you know, it kind of fell apart. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, so, and my other offers that I have are FHA. That's why they like your offer because it's conventional. Okay. I'm like, okay. So since your other offers are FHA and you have an FHA appraisal, Guess what? You already know that those offers can't go up. Now, I'm not saying this to him. This is all in my mind, right? Yeah. I'm like, you already know those other offers can't go up to where they put in those offers at. Because with an FHA deal, the client cannot offer or pay more than what the house appraises for. Right. So, like, I just got the golden ticket because you just told me that Without telling me, you told me that all those other offers don't matter because they can't go higher than what the FHA appraisal's for. Also, since you already have an FHA appraisal, I know you wouldn't list the property for more than what that FHA appraisal's for because you already know that that's all it's going to appraise at, right? Yeah. So we're not going higher. <laughs> 
You literally just talked me out of getting your client a better offer. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? Um, No. (laughs) No. Thank you, but no. Yeah. I'm like, this is my client's highest and best offer. Um, We would love to work together. I hope that we can make this happen, but this is her highest and best offer. He's like, okay, I'll put it in front of him and see what happens. Five minutes later, congratulations, your offer's been accepted. Yay, surprise. And you've been sitting there filing your nails like, I know this MF is going to call me in just a minute. Right. But it really got me thinking because I'm like, if I would have been, you know, talking to Dave and rushing through unpacking and not have really like stopped and like listened to what that guy was saying. You were listening to what he really wasn't saying. I was listening to what he wasn't saying. I was picking up on the cues and hearing what was between the lines. Because a lot of times I think as agents, if a listing agent calls us and is like, can your client do better? Our immediate response is like, what's it going to take to get the deal? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Instead, let them unpack what they mean because then all of a sudden they're going to give you these cues that they're not saying what really like there's a reason why they're calling right like exactly just like when we used to send out expired letters I had a lady call me one time and she's like I'm just calling you to let you know I don't want to sell my house no, you're not. No, you're not. You're I don't, calling I, I don't call people to let them know that I opened up your garbage mail and didn't throw it in the trash. I wanted to let you know how I felt about it, right? No, people right. don't do that. That's a really good share. You know, um, a good negotiator is always listening and, and reading between the lines, I think, is super key. Um, and, you know, in today's heart, you know, super, like, everybody's going a thousand miles a minute. Sometimes it's... You know, it's hard to sit down and listen and take a few minutes to digest what you're hearing, but truly understanding, you know, your customers and your clients and your coworkers and relationships, you know, it's never been more important to really pay attention. Yeah. And that's why, like, listening and reading between the lines is so crucial because it's it's simple, number one, to just stop and shut things down and listen. Um, But your ability to actively listen and uncover what's not being said can make all the difference in building rapport, identifying the customer's needs, and ultimately, like I just talked about, closing the deal. Like we wouldn't have had a deal had I not been listening to those specific things. Or I may not have been able to safeguard my client properly or set her up for success and do my due diligence, which is I have the fiduciary duty to take care of my client, which means I need to get her the best deal possible, which is paying the least amount of money and having the most protection, which is what we got. We had our full home inspection. And actually, when we had our home inspection, we went back and negotiated some more things. So I got her a home warranty after doing that home inspection. Now imagine, had I just waived that, and not only did I get her home warranty, I actually also went and we didn't formally request this. I just went back to him and said, hey, listen, if you look at the report, here's the report on there. It shows that, you know, the gutters uh, need to be extended. They're letting some water in it. Now, I'm not going to formally request you do that. However, if you don't, we could go to final water to final walkthrough and the whole place is covered in water and now we got to start all over. So for your best interest, you might want to extend those gutters for my client. And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So I got him to do work without even having to make him do the work, right, by making it so that it was – 
his best interest for his clients to take care of my clients, right? Nice, nice. And one thing I want to circle back to that you said was, had I been talking to Dave and unpacking, da, 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 you took a minute to actually sit down and focus because I think it was um, Rob Velasquez from Stride Solutions when we were talking about, um, you know, uh, taking care of your clients and paying attention and things like that. And he pointed out, um, oh, no, we were talking about goals. And he was talking about how the only things um, that you do, one of the few things that you do um, that requires your full attention. Remember when he said that? He was talking yeah. about um, writing and reading. Yes. So I think it's really interesting that you actually took the time. I think that's key to sit down and not be doing other things so that you could pay attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, I make it a point to always do that when I have like even if I'm um doing a coaching call like I make sure I don't do them while I'm driving right yeah. like I need to like these people are paying and me you take to coach notes them. and stuff too yes I'm taking notes I'm you know I always send an email recap this is what we talked about this is what we worked on same yeah. with my listing appointments like I could be doing a yesterday I did a listing appointment via zoom which I don't normally do I want to go to the house and see the house however I sold them the house so I know what the house looks like which is great right um so I was doing a listing appointment via zoom I make sure that like my door is closed everything is shut down I am 100% focused looking at them looking at their body cues like mm -hmm. uh, is their face look like they're confused okay I need to like slow down stop re-examine speak again right like you need to be fully engaged with your eyes with your ears with your body language you need to be mirroring them back like that's how that's that is the difference maker between good agents and great agents or even good parents and great parents right there's so many times that and I'm I know I'm going off script but there's so many times where I I'll be at home and I'll be busy I'll be doing something and all of a sudden you know you know Angelina will be talking to me and I'm busy doing something busy doing something and I'll catch her face out of the corner of my eye and I instantly feel bad because I need to stop what I'm doing. I need to turn around and I need to be engaged in this conversation because if I don't, it, it makes her feel like she's not important if I won't stop, you know, unloading my lunchbox to sit and be engaged about how her date was. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that this is an important conversation that people don't really think about listening because even me in my own personal life, same thing, you know, but a lot of times our kids want to talk to us when we are in the middle of stuff. <laughs> so what I do at my house, just if anybody wants to try this out, when my kids try and come and talk to me while I'm in the middle of something, I tell them, hey, if you can give me 10 minutes, I will be 100% done with this and you can have all of my attention. And they usually will go and give me that 10 minutes. And now that they can tell time, they literally give me just 10 minutes. <laughs> and after that, I make good on my promise. You have my full attention. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not listening to a podcast in my earbud. I'm not watching the TV. I'm watching you do the somersaults that you practiced all day long. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you came in today, I was talking about like the hard work of happiness right like we're all looking for happiness why don't I feel happy why don't I feel joy and I think that like this is super part of that because we are not being engaged in the moment that we're in so like when we're talking about how this goes for family too like I've noticed that I really 
enjoy my time with my kids or with Dave so much more when I put that phone away and I really am listening and engaged and giving them my full attention because it goes from like just a random story about their day to like being caught up in those facial features and and those those cues in their voice of how excited they are and like you can really be in that moment with them whether it's a simple conversation about what happened on the playground or like a serious conversation about like what's going on in life like all of those pieces are part of it and we miss all of that and I do it all the time I think that the busier you are and the higher of a performer you are you know you talk about these high achievers and higher performers we have tons of entrepreneurs listening busy moms like the more you're going the less engaged you are in what you're doing and I think that's something that you know, we again, going back to the hard work of happiness, like you have to work at these things. You have to work at being intentional in your time and your attention and your listening and those details. For sure. For sure. So we're going to um, jump into a list that we put together for you guys. Just things that you can practice and things that you can do um, in your personal and professional life that are going to help you uh, be a more engaged listener and and taking what you're what you're hearing and applying it so number one we just talked about being present being engaged uh, whether you're with a customer or you're with your family like we just talked about put away distractions focus on the conversation that's at hand um, and be fully present and this um, just to add to what we were talking about this not only uh, makes them feel um, you know good and seen and heard it's respectful. You are like, especially if you're engaging with your kids, you're teaching them respect. One thing I've noticed is my kids quite frequently, like all of our kids, monkey see monkey do. So if we are always on our phones in the middle of conversations, whether they are important or not important, um, you know, that's what they're going to do too. So I, I, I wanted to start with that one. I like that. Yeah. And then like number two was kind of what I was already saying just to repeat, but um, proactive listening. So active listening involves not only hearing the words that are being spoken, but also paying attention to tonality, body language, subtle cues, um, emphasizing and understanding the emotions and motivations behind the words. So remember, it's not just what they say, but like how they say it that can really reveal like very valuable insights about how they're feeling. Like you may take it one way when you're not really engaged in that active listening, but when you engage in that active listening, you might see that their their face and their body language is totally different. Like than some, what's coming out of what's their mouth. Coming out. Yeah. It might yeah. be, yeah, I had a great day, but like their shoulders are slumped and they're looking down right. and they're actually sad faced. That's not a great day. Let's right. unpack what you mean here. Right. Right. For sure. For sure. Um, what was the next one? Hmm. Open-ended questions. I love open-ended questions because a lot of times, like when, especially when I'm engaging with the kids, I will, they'll be telling me a story of like, well, what did, and then I'll say, well, what do you think about that? Or how did that make you feel? Or what, what did you wish happen? And that'll, that helps them kind of bring out and also think for, think for next time too. Um, but open-ended questions is something I've used in my business when I was doing the property management. If I would get a new client called in, um, asking about our services, the, you know, the first thing that I ask them is go ahead and tell me a little bit about, you know, your property, your portfolio, what you got going on. 
That is a big question. And that really allows them to tell the story, however long or short they're going to tell it. But it keeps me from having to interrogate them. How many doors do you have? Where are they at? Are they tenant occupied? Are they empty? Blah, blah, blah. They tell me a lot in that first unpacking. So it also helps to keep the conversation really kind of organic and comfortable. And because I feel like in when we're in sales, a lot of we, we have scripts that we follow to make sure that we're gathering all the information that we need from our people so that we can best assist them. And I think a lot of times that can come off a little robotic. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, with real estate, I think that when you look at our script that we utilize for our buyers calls um, and, and, you know, we're talking about all our scripts and stuff. Just know, guys, if, if you're in real estate and you want to check out some of these scripts and get some of this training, you Shameless can always play. go over to mystarsacademy.com and get these scripts because they are important. And when you talk about open ended questions, it reminds me of like, you know, people calling on a realtor.com ad. And our first question is like, oh, great. Yeah, I'm going to get you the information on that property. You know, what's got you looking at Westland today? That allows them, like you said, okay, now give me the story. What's got you looking? You want to get out of mom's basement? You're sick of all of her cats. You're actually allergic to cats. You don't want to be there anymore. You can't take your girlfriend down to the cat infested basement that you're allergic to, right? Like you can really get like their emotions going instead of going, yep, that house isn't available. Okay, bye. Right. Shut it down. Right. I love it. Okay. That is a good place to pause. Let's take a quick second to hear a word from our sponsors. But make sure you sit tight because we're going to finish up this list. You're not going to want to miss it. And we'll see you then. Thinking of selling your home? Call Elite Realty. Thinking of buying a home? Call Elite Realty. Don't settle for average when you can have Elite. You've seen the signs, heard the commercials. Stop waiting. Call today. 844-LET'S-BUY. Buying or selling? Elite Realty will save you time and money. And when you buy or sell a home with Elite, I will personally cover the home warranty, home inspection, or appraisal cost, but only for a limited time. Call 844-LET'S-BUY. That's 844-LET'S-BUY. Don't settle for average when you can have Elite. 844-LET'S-BUY. Some restrictions may apply. back (laughs) (laughs) the shenanigans never end man remember that we are in real estate so during our breaks we check our phones to see what a crazy fun our clients are getting into some are closing and some are claiming bankruptcy in the middle of searching for houses so there's never a dull moment here in the elite life and we're so glad you joined us (laughs) kylie we're gonna number four yeah all right jumping right in so number four is pay attention to nonverbal cues. We kind of already unpacked this a little bit, just talking about making sure that when you're having a conversation with someone, you're looking at them, you're watching them, you're making sure that they're on the same page as you. I like when you mentioned the confused face earlier Mm -hmm. because I feel like so many people come into a consultation or a listing appointment, and if anybody's like anyone else, like most likely people don't want to feel stupid and they don't want you to know like how – stupid they are feeling right now right and so especially with like us like we come in and we're like basically just like a wrecking ball of excitement and energy and we're like all the things right um so taking that moment to be aware of where they are at 
Um, facial cues are super important because you want to stop and make sure you guys are on the same page. Yeah. And I like that you said making paying attention to where they are at, because that's another thing, like listening to what's in the background. Like if you're on a phone call, what do you hear in the background? Are there kids screaming? Is somebody talking in the background? Okay. If that person's talking in the background, is that going to be somebody that's part of this, you know, part of this journey with them? Are they really engaged in what you're saying? Like if I hear a ton of background noise and kids and screaming and yada 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 I'm gonna be like okay let's let's cut this short instead of your buyer's consult where you can come in and we can chat right right um because sometimes what's not being said is just as important as what is and that's why I always like to have like in-person or zoom meetings before we really jump into that buyer sell process because I like to watch for the those facial expressions that body language, those subtle gestures, um, even on the positive end, like if I see that they're like doing one of these, like they're shaking their head. Yes. And they're like into it. Like, like all right, I'm turning up the energy. Like, all right, they're digging this. Right. Like now I can. And you're I'm like, winning. let me paint a picture for you. Yeah. Picture this. You're on the deck. The breeze from the lake is sweeping over your body. You've got a cool glass of wine in your hand and the kids are playing nicely in a fenced yard. How are you feeling? And they're like, let's go. I'm buying. Let's go. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like we um, I we got an offer accepted for a house and I knew like as soon as the clients walked in, as soon as we walked in, they were vibing like they had that glow. They were nodding their head. They were smiling ear to ear and they were like, OK, we're home. And by the time we walked from the front door to the back door and stepped out on the deck, she literally said, shut up and take my money. I want this house. And I'm like, great, let's go get it. And we did. Yes. I love that. And that brings us to tip number five, which is reflect and summarize. So like after your client has shared their thoughts or concerns or excitement, like take a moment to reflect and summarize what you've heard. So when the client stops talking, I'll pause for a moment. I'll collect my thoughts and then I'll respond with, okay, what I'm hearing is you want to make sure we stay within budget. That's what's most important thing to you when we move forward with this purchase, right? And that really like subconsciously makes them feel heard mm -hmm. and automatically just like ups that level of trust because you're really listening. You're listening so much that you could reiterate what they're saying back to them, right? Yeah. And I did have a client the other day say like, I don't want to work with this agent anymore. They're not listening to me. Aww. So even though that agent was listening, the woman was very stressed out. She was, if she would have done, you know, that listen and then repeat back, then that client may have not felt like that, right? Yeah. Um. So it's important to give that reassurance. Like, I hear you. You are being heard. You are being seen, especially in those stressful moments moments when I was dealing with that client because it was a client we were both working with I was teamed up with an agent and the stress wasn't the agent's fault it wasn't it was actually the appraiser's fault um Surprise. But this, yeah this client had just been through the ringer and she you know when we talk about feel it or or fix it right right she just wanted to unload all of her frustrations because she's a single woman all her kids are grown she has nobody else to talk to but us mm. us two agents and her mortgage lender and we were kind of like taking turns doing that and and we knew that you know and so when she would call me she'd literally be sobbing on the phone Aww. and I'm like I'm I'm just I'm listening and I'm not trying to fix anything after she'd get done I'd be like I understand 
I apologize that you are feeling this way. It's not supposed to be this overwhelming. We are going to get you to that closing table no matter what. I promise you that. And she closed last week. Yay! That's so amazing. So, you know, it it not only shows that you were actively listening, you know, but it also gave, gave her a, a chance to clarify or like sometimes they'll give you some more information you know mm -hmm. so for example um you know talking to some buyers that that we're working with right now you know I did the intake I asked I always ask what's what are your top two or three non-negotiables because I always tell everybody unless you build it yourself the house that you find is not going to check 100% of your boxes it's just right. not I'm like if we find a house that checks 75 to 80% we're good to go so they were you know they were telling me we are in a neighborhood right now where we don't we do not want neighbors we want lots of land i don't care if the house is 700 square feet we want lots of land we don't want our neighbors so what do they do they send me a lake house what what do lake houses have neighbors yeah okay so i when she sent me this house she's like oh it is so freaking cute it is such a cute little cottage on pleasant lake it's mm -hmm. so adorable so um and it's within their budget for fha so super excited anyways so i when she sent me this house i looked it up i'm looking at all the stats from what we talked about for what they want no garage obviously no basement it's on a lake right. um the yard is like 0 0.08 right of an acre so I said, oh, my gosh, this house is so cute. I could just see you guys sitting on the front porch, facing the lake, just, you know, hanging out, having a drink, you know. And I said, but I want you to know, I want you to note, this does not have a garage. It does not have a basement. And it, the lot is very small. I said, but if you are willing to give those things up to be on the lake, just know that and don't be surprised when you show up. I said, think about these things, these concessions you will have to make. I said, and let me know if you still want to go see it before we drive an hour and a half up north, which is fine. We yeah. are happy to travel. I just want to make sure my client's time is protected. Right, right. Right. So she's like, oh, thank you for pointing that out. And she comes back in a couple hours. She's like, I talked to him. We want to go see it. We're willing to make those concessions. So at least I did my due diligence of yeah. remembering what they shared with me and bringing that back around. And she, it would allowed her to provide some more clarity. Like, yeah, these were our non-negotiables, but we can set those aside if this, you know? Yeah. I love yep. it so much. And I love that too, because like you guys both paused, right? Yeah. Like, and we always talk about like, there's power in the pause. And I, I know I say that all the time, but you do repeating <laughs> things back in your own words is a powerful, a powerful technique to ensure that you're on the same page yeah. and that you truly understand their needs. And also if it's a situation that is emotionally charged, like be sure to like pause often and take notes and stay calm. Like I was saying, when my client called and she was like bawling her eyes out, like I was pretty much silent that entire time because this is an emotionally charged situation and she's not asking me to fix anything. And I think that's another thing too. Many of us go into that fix it mode. So as somebody is unloading or speaking, you know, we're often like thinking of, what we want to say next or how we can fix it instead of just actually listening. listening. Just actually listen. That's what this whole episode is about. 
Don't try to fix it. Don't think about what you're going to say next. Just truly stop and look the person in the eye like Kylie's doing me right now and listen. Yeah. Listen. I didn't hear anything you said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and last but not least, remember that listening and reading between the lines is an ongoing process. Like we said, it requires practice and continuous awareness. Um, The more that you hone this skill, the better you'll become at understanding the needs and concerns of those around you, which will make you a better friend, a better wife, a better salesperson, a better entrepreneur, all of the things. It'll make you a better all things. Yes, and you won't be one of those people that tries to like finish people's sentences. Oh. It's super annoying when I'm trying to tell a story and someone's like, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, that's not at all oh, what I was I feel I was personally attacked because I do that all the time. Uh, see, I don't notice you do, but there are a couple key people in my life <laughs> I that. do that and yeah. I'm like oh a lot of times you'll be telling me a story and you'll be like bop ba da da and then you'll pause because you actually think before stuff comes out of your mouth and I'm like and then bull crap bull crap bull crap and you're like no <laughs> but here's the rest of my story yeah but you know what I noticed before you started saying that when we were both kind of talking at the same time I'm going to add this and then we're going to wrap. But you did what I have learned to do because I was a talk over the other person. Put your hand over your mouth. If you are someone who is just so excited to help and say the next thing, I want you to take your hand and physically put it over your mouth. TJ Brisboy taught me this. When I needed to really learn to stop, shut my mouth and listen, Mm -hmm. and that made me become a better person, I started putting my hand over my mouth. And that's that like reminds you to shut, to shut up. your mouth and listen. Yeah, just shut up. And you do it without noticing. You just did it. All uh, right. <laughs> I love these conversations that we have. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. Don't forget to like, um, subscribe and share. And we need your help to grow this show. OK, we are super grateful that you guys are here. Super grateful for all the love that you show the the comments, the love notes, the sharing. So keep it going. This is amazing. And come back next week for another episode of the Elite Life Podcast. Woo woo. Do your bye. Bye. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.